1: Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper.
0: Thank you for listening today on Exploring Missions. We're hoping you're having a great, great day today. And uh, I, I know for the area that we're in, according to what weather pattern you're in, it may be seasonable and cooler or hotter or warmer. But, listen, the grace of God is at work in all conditions, and I thank God for that. Here on Exploring Missions, we talk about how God's work is to be carried out throughout the world. It is a commission by God. It's, it's a commission to do His mission, and uh, that mission is to glorify Him. And we do that by sharing the good news of Jesus Christ and others coming to Him. Our co-host is nathan harper and nathan uh it's good to be with you today man yeah great to be with you as well and we're looking forward to the teaching of today and again our job and what we try to do according to what it says in ephesians is equip the church to do the work that god's called us to do and our our work no matter where it is is missional isn't it
1: absolutely it's um it's living on mission with God. in in his power in his strength uh but doing the things that he's uh, called us and commanded us to do uh, which ultimately is to make disciples of all the nations and thereby to bring glory to the name of Jesus. And, and we do make a big
0: deal out of this on this program, not to call, not converts, but disciples. Now, you got to be converted, and that conversion is coming to Jesus Christ, coming out of darkness into light, coming from death to life. Yes, that's it. But then if God was only interested, and I've said this before as well, I will repeat myself sometimes, if God was only interested in bringing you to heaven, he would have taken you to heaven at that moment that you received Jesus Christ. But he's left us here purposefully. He's left us here, as you said earlier, to glorify him and to carry out his purpose. And Jesus says, I'm going to go away. But after the Holy Spirit comes, you're going to do greater things. And uh, so through the power of the Holy Spirit, we're able to conduct the business of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is to bring people into the knowledge of him and walk with him daily. So, Nathan, that's good news, isn't it?
1: It is good news. And it's also good news that um, that the Lord hasn't left us alone to do this, you know, in our own strength and power. We rely on him to carry out this commission, um, this task, um, and we rely on him in prayer. And that's a mark of a growing disciple is, is a growing dependency uh, in prayer. And so we depend on the Lord through through prayer. Um, and so today we wanna to equip um, each of us uh, to, to pray strategically, to pray specifically um, about Um, making disciples of all the nations and looking at the nations or the people groups that are remaining in the world today that currently don't have a witness of of the gospel. Um, There's there's a passage. We we know the Matthew 28, 18 through 20 passage. It's a part of the introduction to this program. Um, But he says to make disciples of all the nations. And the word nations uh, is the Greek word ethne. Panta ta ethne of all nations, and so the idea of nations is not a uh, political, geographic location on a map specifically. The idea of nations is a uh, idea of a people group or an ethnic group. Um, The same word is used in Matthew chapter twenty four, verse fourteen. It says, "This good news of the kingdom will be proclaimed in all the world as a testimony." Pantata ethne to all nations, and then the end will come. So, what we want to do today is uh, learn and look at how to specifically, strategically pray for the gospel to go out into all the nations that currently do not have this witness of the gospel. Um, and so, we want to learn a little bit as we go and uh, encourage and motivate. And uh, equip us to, to pray this way
0: You know, Nathan, when I heard you read that verse from Matthew I could not help but think uh, A lot of people uh, What's the Lord waiting on for him uh, To come back uh, The world uh, Anybody that's looking at the world today And the lawlessness and all the things that's going on The confusion that's in the world of identity uh, I hear it quite often wouldn't, wouldn't this be a great time for the Lord to come back well, according to Matthew 24, uh, some people think he's waiting on us to carry the good news of Jesus Christ to every nation or every people group. Now, I, again, I'm not going to put that and say it definitely, but I know while we're waiting for him to come back, that's what we're to do, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. You know, we don't have a um, a God perspective on you know the timeline of of events or even um you know we define uh terms and and specifics the best that we can um uh, you know our ways are not god's ways his ways are higher than ours uh so there's a trust in in the in the lord's sovereignty there's a um faith in him that he's in control and and we trust but at the same time we want to be obedient in what he we know specifically he has told us to do so that's that's kind of where we are approaching this from today.
0: And when you see this in the book of Revelation, you'll see it again and again. You'll find those terms, every nation, every tribe, every language, every people group. Uh, when it, when uh, the vision of John transports from, I would say, from earth where there's great tribulation and transports us to heaven, you'll see praise and glory from guess who? Every tribe, every people group, and that's what heaven's about. And so we're, we are involved in preparing heaven uh, to be occupied by every people group. Now, if that doesn't uh, put some fire in your bones as a believer and follower of Jesus Christ, uh, you know, something's lacking and so I, that's the whole idea. So we want to talk about praying for these people groups. And Nathan, there's still quite a few of them that haven't been reached with with the gospel. And far isn't it uh, less than two percent of their uh, population? Uh, they they uh, of those unreached people groups. Some of them haven't even had access to the gospel, have they?
1: Right. That's exactly right. And uh, we're going to talk about that. Um, um fortunately, or, or I would say, uh, thankfully, um, God has been at work. And even I think probably since the last time we specifically recorded a program um, dealing with this um, in, in, in specifics, there has been progress made. There has been, there are now fewer unreached people groups in the world. There are fewer unengaged people groups in the world. Uh, and so we're going to look at that as up to date as, as I've been able to, uh, to track it anyway. But let me start by just giving us a disturbing uh, reality. And um, if this doesn't bother you, then um, I, I would be concerned. So um, if you think about it, every one and a half to two seconds, um, so every one and a half to two seconds, And and just the period of time that it's taken me to say those words, there's been several seconds, right? So every two seconds, someone dies without ever hearing the good news of Jesus. Think about that. They've never heard the good news that he came to earth as God's son, lived a perfect life, died on the cross for sins to redeem them, uh, lives again to give them new life, they've never heard that good news of Jesus. They might not have even heard the name of Jesus. So every two seconds, someone in this world dies without ever hearing the good news of Jesus. Most of those people live in what we call the 1040 window. Now the 1040 window is simply the eastern hemisphere of the world, 10 degrees to 40 degrees north of the equator. So if you take a globe or a map, and you find the Eastern Hemisphere, and then you find the equator. Somewhere in Africa, go north 10 degrees latitude by 40 degrees latitude, and all across the Eastern Hemisphere, we're talking about North Africa, uh, Southeastern Europe, we're talking about all across the middle of Asia, the Middle East, uh, India, China, into Southeast Asia. That's what we call the ten forty window. And most of the people in this 1040 window are considered unreached with the gospel. They don't have uh, easy access to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Um, So we might be talking about a Muslim cattle herder in Sudan, or a student in China, a fisherman in Indonesia, a Hindu villager in India, a deaf woman in Cyprus. These are representatives of people groups who many times don't have their whole life. They live and then they die without ever hearing the good news of Jesus. That means every every minute over 30 people die without access to the gospel. 45,000 each day, 15 million every year. Now, what's a picture of this, this this startling to me. If you lined up these people, um, let's say since the year 2000, since the last 22 years, uh, if you lined up every person who has died without hearing the access of, without having heard the good news of Jesus, without, without having access to the gospel, you line them up, standing shoulder to shoulder. They would stretch a line of people around the earth seven times in my own lifetime. That's 15 times. Um, it's just an incredible, um, burden, of, an incredible picture of people dying and entering eternity without hope, without Jesus. So the question is, you know, it comes to me, what am I to do? What am I going to do? What can I do? What can we do? Um, what do you think? I mean, that, that. That drives me to my knees. I think the only thing we can do initially, at least, is is to pray, right?
0: It, it would be to pray, Nathan, and the church where I'm pastoring, interim pastor right now, supplying until they get a full-time uh, senior pastor, they have a prayer room, and you go into that prayer room, and they have a map of the world, and they have all the spots where the unreached people groups are located. And it is burdensome beyond measure. Now, we're looking at the two highest populated countries in the world, India and China. And yes, uh, and some of them, uh, it's unreal who they are, but they're there. And they're people that God loves and cares for. We need to as well. Now, you've got to many times, and I'm speaking to AFR listeners that listen to all the programming, and you know we get on the issues. The people that are under despot governments, evil governments, are still people that need the gospel of Jesus Christ. That political reality does not change the spiritual reality of those people needing Jesus Christ. You don't write them off because oh they're they're from China. No. You don't write them off because oh they're from India. No, they're people that that God cares for and loves and desires us to get the good news of Christ to them. So we pray. Nathan, yeah. I want to ask you this, because you keep up with it much better than I has the internet and you can answer this and go on with what you need to you may get to it later has the internet access uh made it possible to reach some of these unreached people groups without a person going to them
1: i think um yes uh yes and no i think would be the answer yes in that there is greater access Uh, people find a little bit of uh freedom they can kind of uh secretly if you will um uh hear hear of good news even in their own languages um through the internet um but i believe just biblically that it requires a personal witness for someone to be discipled that's the incarnation
0: Um, of of the gospel kind of i mean it's not replacing jesus but it's the incarnation of the gospel coming to where they are isn't it
1: that's right and and What we're also looking at is many of the remaining, and we're we're gonna look in just a couple of minutes about what an unreached people group is, what an unengaged people group is, but many of these groups that still remain without access to the gospel, um, they don't have um, resources. They don't have a Bible, a New Testament. They don't have uh, anything in their written language. Some of them don't even have a written language. Um, And so it requires much more than just Internet access to be able to hear the good news of Jesus. So um, as we pray, you know, we're just the reality drives us to our knees in prayer. So as we pray, we want to inform our prayers with uh, just like the question that you ask. We can have some um, misunderstanding or even um, just um, unanswered questions about these groups and what God is doing. Um, one of the best places I found talking about the Internet is a website that will help inform our prayers and how to pray for these unreached people groups and who they are and where they're located. Um, and it's, it's the website called finishingthetask.com. So I just encourage you to check that out, finishingthetask.com. And they have a, a list of 140 current, unengaged, unreached people groups that there's not a witness among them. Um, and you could be praying for some of these groups by name. Um, and that's what we want to do for the rest of our time here today is look at some of these groups as examples uh, of, of what, uh, you know, what they represent and how we can pray.
0: Wow. So we can be informed, but we've got to be willing to do it. And when you picture that picture that Nathan painted about since the year 2000, people lined up shoulder to shoulder or going around the earth, it would reach seven times of the number of people who have died without hearing the good news of Jesus Christ. Get that picture in your mind and then say, okay, that does call me to go to my knees. And then this, finishingthetask.com, can inform you. Let me put it very plainly you who are listening to become prayer warriors that the gospel might be preached to all the nations. Go ahead.
1: So, so let's zoom into a a little corner of that 1040 window, uh, a place that we know as the horn of Africa. So that uh, Northeast Africa quadrant, the horn of Africa, Um, several countries there, but multiple nations and people groups there. And so the first question might be, what is a people group? We're talking about people groups. What is that? Um, Well, uh, a sort of technical definition, uh, a people group is an ethno-linguistic group with a common shared self-identity. Missionally speaking, it is the largest group within which the gospel can spread without encountering barriers of understanding or acceptance. Uh, so basically, a people group is a group of people with five common, um, I guess, uh, categories that we would uh, they would see themselves um, as as a group of people by language, ethnicity, by geopolitical region of the world that they're from, uh, by social cultural uh, norms and relationships, and by religion. So you put all those five. Mix of five things and you get a common people. And that's what you would call a people group. So an example of this in the Horn of Africa are the Mokas. Now, I drank a mocha this morning, but it's, <laughs> this, it's, it's not the same thing. Uh, but they are in Ethiopia where coffee uh, supposedly comes from. Uh, but the Mokas of Ethiopia, they're also known as the Sakacho people. Uh, they, are, they represent a people group, but they are... Majority evangelical Christian. So, even in this 1040 window in Ethiopia, there are pockets of people that have heard the good news of Jesus, have responded in faith, and are brothers and sisters in Christ. In fact, 64% of the mochas in Ethiopia are evangelical Christians. All right, so that's a people group. What is an unreached people group? Well, currently in the world today, there are over 3 billion. People in the world that are from an unreached people group. Um, That's 40% of the total population. Now, an unreached people group is where um, there's not a significant evangelical Christian population within it. Um, There's not a maybe a strong enough, large enough church within that group that's capable of reaching the rest of the group. And that's where the 2% mark that you mentioned comes from. Basically, there's kind of a guess that we can see a people group reach 2% of the population becoming evangelical Christians, then that group can reach the rest. Um, So they're also known as least reached peoples. And an example of this in the Horn of Africa would be the Nubians of Sudan. Currently, there's 3 million Nubian people of Sudan. And as best we can tell, there's about 20 missionaries and two local churches but that's too small of a group to reach the 3 million. So they're considered an unreached people group.
0: One one people group, 3 million people. Yes. So we're not talking about just, and I'm not, 120 people is important, but it's that's a large group, Nathan.
1: That is a large group. Uh, some of the groups are very small. Uh, some groups are larger. Um, and, you know, they're all important to God. They're all made Amen. in his image Amen. and Jesus died. Amen. So what is an unengaged unreached people group, like an unreached people group, but they're also unengaged? Well, that means they, this group of people, it's an unreached people group that uh, they don't have a known missionary or a church or anyone that is engaging them with the gospel. Uh, there's no disciple making strategy among them. And currently in the world today, there's over 140 of these groups that are considered unengaged with the gospel, making up 5.7 million total population. So right now there's almost 6 million people in the world that we know of. There's no witness for them uh, that they they will live and they die without even meeting a Christian. So a couple of groups that represent an unengaged people group, also known as a neglected or forgotten people. Uh, You have the mangoes of Chad, 140,000, and the tumale of Sudan of 19,000. So those are a couple of examples of unengaged, unreached people groups. Um, So that's kind of informing our prayers, making our prayers more strategic and specific as we pray for these people groups. Um, But how are we to pray? Let me give us five simple prayer strategies as we pray for these people groups to have access to the gospel. Our first prayer is to pray for more workers. Pray that the Lord of the harvest would send out laborers into his harvest field. We just need more missionaries. We need more people that answer God's call uh, of sending them to these nations. And I believe with all my heart that God is calling people. But These are difficult places, and the task is difficult, and sometimes we're not obedient. Uh, Sometimes the task is so difficult that we shrink back in fear. But we need to pray for bold, uh, obedient gospel workers. Our second prayer is as these workers go out into these nations, into these people groups, we want to pray for their gospel, the gospel to be proclaimed with boldness. So we're praying for these workers to have boldness and compassion as they preach the good news of Jesus, a verbal gospel proclamation. And then as they continue preaching and working among these lost people, we want there to be a gospel demonstration, a powerful demonstration of the gospel, not just that they would hear it, but they would see what God does, whether it's through signs and wonders, miracles, maybe just simple acts of service. We want the gospel to be demonstrated in a powerful way among these people groups
0: nathan let me just stop in and drop here and say that in the book of acts and we see guess where we see the signs and wonders most in those areas when the gospel is first being proclaimed in a people group that's when you see the most signs and wonders so in the last three minutes let's go through and at least get those last two so we'll be prayer warriors
1: absolutely so the fourth prayer strategy is to pray uh, as the workers go out and proclaim and demonstrate the gospel, we believe that there will be a, a harvest. We believe that there will be fruit. And we want to pray for the new believers who will respond in faith and repent of their sins and follow Jesus. We want to pray for their strength as they will face almost a guarantee they will face persecution, they will face difficulty, they will face extreme hardship more than most of us can even imagine. So we want to pray for these new brothers and sisters that. Will follow Jesus. And then we want to pray for that to multiply and those disciples to multiply and that churches would form and grow and new churches would multiply among that people group to where we will see that Revelation 7-9 vision reality that those people will also be gathered around the throne singing, Worthy is the Lamb.
0: Okay, let's let I want to repeat these. I wrote them down. Pray for more workers, people that are willing for boldness and compassion, combination as they go and share. The gospel demonstration of the power of God through service or signs and that new believers would be strengthened because they're going to face difficulties, persecution beyond belief, and then pray that the multiplication, how true that was in the book of Acts, uh, it was just that way that the household would believe. So we're praying for that. Get that picture that Nathan just gave us from Revelation. Every tribe, every tongue, and one day you and I will be gathered together with them. Yeah, shoulder to shoulder. Shoulder to shoulder. Can you visualize that from heaven? I pray you would, and that should motivate us to be prayer warriors in reaching the unreached people groups. Nathan, thank you for giving us uh, that information. And the numbers of the unreached are down, but they're still high, aren't they?
1: That's right. And there's opportunity for us to uh, to, to take our place among those gospel wor- uh, workers, either through prayer or even through going or sending, uh, providing resources. Uh, we all have a place. We all have a part to play in God's global mission.
0: Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions, and I'm praying that God would touch your heart to pray, to give, and even go.